TikTok gets interactive sponsored AR, and Google launches rising retail categories. It's Monday, May 11th, 2020. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 406 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 406 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actionable insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wickert and have a couple of things I want to talk about this week, starting with TikTok. So TikTok's getting into the augmented reality or AR ad game with what they call AR brand effects. So this is a new ad unit that will allow TikTok users to interact with effects from advertiser brands like seeing a car from a car manufacturer on a kitchen counter or interacting with a brand mascot. The AR features, they're accompanied by music, and as users interact with them, they can capture, create, and then share that content using the brand's elements on TikTok. The ads, they're meant to bring some brand immersion to the platform while sparking users to interact with the content. It's not unlike Snapchat's sponsored lenses and eventually, I think, to be launched to be launched Instagram AR filters. So up until now, TikTok users, they could add animated sponsored lenses from brands to their content, but they were less advanced. This is definitely a big step forward for TikTok, and it's yet another way move by TikTok to up its advertiser game to appeal to more brands. This is a big reach, big investment, big immersion play. They've moved very quickly to play catch up in the space, rolling out multiple products, rolling out more and more measurement over a relatively short period of time. No, they're not where Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat are, but they're definitely catching up with them and they're nipping at their heels pretty quick. All right. Let's talk about Google because Google launched a new tool for brands, for advertisers called Rising Retail Categories. So this services information on what products people are searching for at a national level. It's meant to appeal to retailers, but also manufacturers because it offers insights into into product development, supply chain management, innovation. So you can really get ideas in terms of what consumers are looking for, what consumers are searching for, and what you might need to stock up on to meet consumer demand. The data comes from retail search queries and it's available from users in the US, UK, and Australia. Australia. So this is a fairly big move for Google to pull back the curtain a bit more to help businesses develop a better understanding of consumer needs and how those needs are manifesting on Google. Much more than, uh, I mean, they have Google Trends, they have some social listening capabilities, but this is a big step in terms of Google revealing some search data that advertisers could use to inform their products. The challenge will no longer be getting the data. The challenge is going to be interpreting that data and actually figuring out whether or not something is worth taking action on. All right, that's it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So Roku, they launched their DSP OneView. This enables advertisers to 
more easily advertised through streaming TV. OneView, it offers programmatic buying and attribution tools to help marketers with measurement. Now, there is concern from industry professionals that Roku's DSP introduces what is essentially a walled garden in streaming TV, just like we have with Facebook and Google. They have they have for digital advertising because Roku could potentially restrict ad buyers into accessing its inventory exclusively through its pipes. Pinterest reported Q1 earnings and B analyst estimates. Revenue grew 35% and its users increased from 26% increased 26% to $367 million. Despite that, Pinterest raised similar concerns as other companies. The outlook for the coming months is shaky at best. Many advertisers have paused or stopped their ad spends, and those who are advertising have shifted to a focus on performance advertising. Twitter is implementing a new test to make threaded conversations easier to follow, according to a company announcement. The test uses intents to make it clear who is responding and to whom they are responding, very similar to what you have on Reddit. The goal is to make things easier to read and follow, especially for tweets that generate a lot of replies. Pinterest, they added several new features to make boards more actionable. A new notes feature lets pinners add details to their boards like to-do lists. Pins can also be added to notes. Users have the option to add dates and timelines to their different projects, and they can now actually archive boards when a project is complete. It's also adding automatic groupings of pins within boards to make finding different pins within a board that much easier. So if you have all of your DIY pins that relate to outdoors, those will be organized separately from DIY pins related to indoor projects. Facebook's oversight board, it has some members, including a former prime minister, a handful of constitutional law experts, a human rights advocate for its 20-member body. Facebook calls the group its, quote, Supreme Court, unquote, and it will be responsible for evaluating and even overturning decisions made by Facebook for what content should be allowed on its platform. The board, it's meant to review the most challenging, divisive content questions for Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, they're leaning into... leaning into targeting when it comes to their watch platform. Now it's going to let advertisers use advanced targeting tools like custom audiences to reach users through watch. The offering is part of Facebook Reserve. This is a program that allows brands to choose what type of content they want to sponsor, as well as the size of the audience they want to reach. The move, it's meant to compete more directly with TV and Facebook says watch is, quote, more than half the size of the U.S. TV universe, unquote. All right, that's it for episode 406 of Brave Bad World. Before I let you go, I want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to bravebadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wiggert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.